Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from JetBlue Park for Red Sox Spring Training, getting you ready for the 2024 season. Now, here's Greg Hill, Courtney Cox, and Jermaine Wiggins on WEEI. again from the southwest florida home of the boston red sox and our second day of spring training on this show at JetBlue park everybody survived yesterday and here we are again and good morning and hello and how, how is everybody a great day yesterday a lot of team bonding yes. i thought we had a great time yeah we yes. went to lunch we went to dinner yeah okay. nobody showed up to the pool party but that's okay no i enjoyed myself <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I don't know if it was an official pool party or not. Okay. It was uh, it was on the itinerary that you created, but oh. um, I don't know if I I don't. I, Wiggy doesn't pay attention to anything that is on any kind of itinerary or anything like that at, at all. Yeah, I didn't right. see the pool party of my. Yeah, no, it was on the itinerary. I just yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I there were no incidents of, of any kind at Capitol Grill last night in Naples. Nope. nope. They didn't recognize you, so it seems like you're in the clear on that yeah. baby. A lovely experience. Yeah. As always, it seems like they've the forgiven Grill. whatever had, whatever happened in the past. The the Capitol Grill organization has forgiven you. Yes, yep. and I, and it was my first time at Twin Peaks. Uh, Gorgeous waitstaff. Uh huh. Yeah. Stunning. Everybody was lovely. Uh huh. And so sweet. Yeah. Uh, the sweet tea wasn't that sweet. No, nah, the sweet tea was trash. <laughs> that was no. Let, let's let's listen. Let's let's. If we're gonna get into it, we're salad gonna, was good though. If we're gonna get into it, we're gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis, maybe rightly so, is sometimes all over me for one time at the airport. Yep. Uh, asking if I could get my sauce unbroken on, on my pasta. Alfredo, yes. Yesterday, Wiggy orders sweet tea. Oh, man. And is less than pleased with the sweet tea that he gets I'm and creates, South. creates a virtual international oh. incident over it. Right. I'm That's in the a, South. I expect sweet tea to just be... 
Tremendous. Sweet? Like what was the what was the issue with it? It wasn't uh, it's, sweet. Is it, is it, it was a, the same type of sweet tea I could have got in Massachusetts. Okay, isn't it iced tea with sugar? Isn't that what what sweet tea is? Yeah, it basically is. But okay. if you don't make it right, then it's just well, how how nasty iced tea? Was it not sweet enough for nah, you? Or? Hell no. And I, I was I was I was relatively shocked because usually once you get past like. Virginia down, the sweet tea is relatively good in the south. So I expect huh. right, we're in Florida, it's going to be really good. Yeah, but, but Florida's not the south. I know right. it's weird. It is, but like it, the south, I consider northern Florida and All the right. Panhandle. Okay. Whereas this is just sort of like this is just where Bostonians go to watch baseball. Yeah, this is Massachusetts time. South. Right. Is, is uh, half of Florida right. is Masshole South. But yeah. I would say Wiggy was almost berating this lovely yeah, waitress he was. yesterday. Yeah, he was. No, yeah. I just was like, yeah. you know, I won't berate her. I was berating whoever made the sweet tea. That's yeah, fair. No, yeah. I mean, you know? it was an issue. So, uh, But anyway, uh, that was Courtney's first experience. And uh, I don't know if it'll be your last at Twin Peaks. But... I don't think so. I'd okay. love to go back. All right. Uh, everything okay? I notice you uh, looking through your purse. Are you all right? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. I just wanted to mention Ike, who came by and got us the beautiful dessert yesterday. Oh, uh, at Capitol Grill. Yes. Yeah. Ike, Papa Gapalopalopoulos uh, of Naples, Florida, uh, <laughs> yeah. came out to the Capitol Grill while we were eating dinner and <laughs> and bought us uh, dessert, which I thought was an extraordinary yeah, effort. Very, very nice. Yeah, very, very I left in my yeah. resume. So, so you did? Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I think like, we all did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're leaving. Wiggy's like, call me yeah. if you want me to work yeah. for you. Yeah, if yeah. you want me to live here full time, I mean, you, you can't beat the weather. Like, well, I, l- listen, we will be out and about this evening, and we're going to do a pregame patio party tonight at Ore and Iron in Naples from 5 until 7. Mm-hmm. And they're throwing out uh, the light apps, and we look forward to, if you're somebody who streams this show here in southwest florida or you listen on the odyssey app here in florida then we would love to hang out and see you tonight from five until seven and curtis i can't believe waited till this morning to tell us that he ran in to the one and only neil super fan of the greg hill show who's been to every single one of our road shows and he came all the way to south florida but maybe he's here already I, it's I, I don't not. Know. It's. I don't think it's possible that he that he drove. Right. It's. I don't think. I mean, he rides his bike to every single road show. I don't think he rode his bicycle down here. No. I don't think there's a bike lane on 95. Okay. Yeah. But I will say this: yeah. Neil has turned into my version of the guy in Happy Gilmore who goes, "You will not make this putt, <laughs> you jackass." <laughs> I, I drop you guys off and I'm trying to go off into this like dark abyss to find Starbucks. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy. I'm already got my head on a swivel here. There's people inside the Red Sox building do not love me. So, I was like, "What the hell?" And this guy's like, "You late." <laughs> And it was Neil. And it was Neil, and I didn't even realize it. And then this morning, I had totally put it into the back of my brain. Yeah. And then as I was re-entering JetBlue Park, I remembered that, oh my God, I didn't tell you guys, I saw Neil sitting. I don't even know how we got in here. Yeah. Well, Courtney was, it was nice. Courtney was welcomed into the Capitol Grill, and you seemed to be, even after yesterday with Sam Kennedy, Welcomed back here into yeah. JetBlue Park. So I, I mean, uh, I, I just don't understand. He says when I asked him about the billion dollar valuation, five billion, he's like, "Well, that's what other people will pay." Right. I I, I love Odyssey. I hope it sells for thirty billion one day. But nobody's offering Odyssey five billion dollars 
as a break-even company. Break-even companies do not sell yeah, I mean, for a billion dollars. Listen, I think um, <laughs> I think if you, if if there were a takeaway that was the most important yesterday uh, from Sam Kennedy, it was his suggestion that they are operating a break-even business. I mean, I don't. I don't know because I, I thought it was a non-profit. Uh, 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 what? <laughs> I thought he said non. No, he never said non-profit. No, that, that was, was me. I was seeing a thing. Joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I, I, the if uh, it, I mean it's it's not a break. If there if it were a break-even business, they wouldn't have been able to take the EBITDA from this business and start spending it on other businesses. Right. Uh, it, so. it, it, let's just take it away from baseball. Let's say it's a pizza shop. Uh-huh. And pizza shops are really poor things to invest in. Okay. But you're going to buy a pizza shop, and then you're going to start buying pizza shops all over the country. That's what they do. If, if the sports world, if, if, if uh, sports and entertainment was this non-profitable entity, mm-hmm. then the Red Sox and Fenway Sports Group would not be continually purchasing teams and entities yeah. in that realm. I'm just going to now consider going to a Red Sox game, shopping local. You know, <laughs> yeah, support local is. small yes, businesses. Yes, That's is. what it is. Yeah. Shop small. Yeah. 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 I bet they have to make a nice little profit off this thing. They should. Yeah, that's what they should do is they should have Red Sox employees walking around with a can and he can throw a little cash in at the end of the game if you enjoyed yourself <laughs> to go toward the, the uh, bottom line. That would, right. be, that would be great. There's an opportunity to yeah. Venmo John Henry before you leave. It's just like a thank you. But the other thing is, I was listening to the replay right before we came on, and and Sam said that, you know, if we had a bunch of big splash signings and we didn't win, nobody would be happy. But they'd be happy today. They would be happy now, And so in the next offseason, the Red Sox make a big splash signing. I'm going to say, so Sam, was this a mistake? Why are you spending a lot of money in free agency? You told me that that didn't guarantee success. It's very frustrating. I mean, my intent yesterday was to get him – to share because John Henry won't uh, to share what the strategy is, and then he during the interview acknowledged, yes, it would be a great thing to for us. You're right, we should share the strategy, but I'm not going to share the strategy. Right. Right. I, although maybe the strategy the strategy is to be somewhat competitive this year, and then to start spending uh, on big free agents next year or the year after. I don't know. That's what just it sounded tell, like he but, was saying. Okay, but then just say it. That's my whole point with yeah, you. It's just say it. Well, they try to say it. Just say it. Yeah, he was like, you know, well, you know, we're gonna be back in that world of making a big splash. And he kept going back to the young core players that they have high expectations for. And yeah. the other thing is, it's gonna be difficult. Now, given the division, it's sort of like the Patriots. Like it was the, when the Patriots were great, the division also sucked. When the Red Sox were great, it was just the Red Sox and the Yankees, and you had yeah. 35, 40 games against the Rays and the Orioles. Right, the Orioles stunk, and and the Blue Jays weren't that great. And now the Red Sox are in the one of the toughest divisions in baseball, and their plan is simple: they need a big nucleus of young, cheap players, and when those guys are on the verge of breaking out. They will add they around will add. the edges. They will add. But that's their new plan. It used to be they would sign Manny Ramirez, even though they didn't sign him. They would sign David Price. They would sign a big-name, top-of-the-free-agent type of batter pitcher, and they would continue to augment that with, with their minor league prospects. They'd go out year after year and spend on somebody that was a big-splash free agent. And whether it worked or it didn't, uh, you know, it, it, they would do it. They're not going to do that now. And and you know what? Honestly, I'm like, if the results are there at the end of the season, then brilliant, and I'm okay with it. But just tell us what 
tell us that that is what the strategy is. I think people will, will be happier with that. All right. Um, we are, I believe that we're on Twitch this morning. I can't yes, tell when I look up are. at it. Uh, it was a tough start, um, but we are up. Okay, we're up. It looks we're, green. All right. It's, what's, it's what's, not green on the actual uh, Twitch. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just to you, Wiggy. It just uh, looks, okay. looks green to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we're, but Everything's we're on, green to Wiggy. Uh, this, <laughs> no, that's what I'm looking I, at. Everything is green to Wiggy and John Henry. Uh, <laughs> the We are we're, uh, on Twitch, so you can watch this show this morning from JetBlue Park. We will be joined early this morning in about a half an hour by Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. So Alex Cora will be here with us in about a half an hour at 6.45 this morning. And we will also be joined at 8 by Nick Pavetta, who looks like he has himself uh, a starting role with this Boston Red Sox team. So Nick Pavetta will be here at 8 this morning. We'll talk to Mike Milbury uh, about the Boston Bruins, as we always do on Thursdays. And that will be at 8.30. And uh, we can certainly talk about this team blowing third period leads, Shime, uh, at least on this road trip and, and perhaps elsewhere. So uh, Mike Milbury at 8.30 on today's show. And our pal Lou Merloni will join us here at 9 this morning. We'll get, the, we'll, uh, we'll get to talk to Lou. So we got a lot to get to. The leads coming up in just about 10 minutes at 6.25. And I'm going to at- talk about a report card. <laughs> what a tease. Nobody's mentioned it. Is that going <laughs> to it's not going to be your lead this morning. Oh, my God. It was just so great. I, I said this at lunch yesterday, and it's been really nice. It's so fun to go to a, a Fort Myers trip and not be yelled at the whole time. Um, uh, it was a. Uh, it's amazing when you look at the Chiefs and the Patriots, how the NFL, we all want it to be this like nuanced thing where you can run the ball and win the turnover battle. It's all the quarterback. It wasn't always all the quarterback, but where the NFL is now, you could have dumb, absolute kids that inherited a team and fall into Patrick Mahomes, and all of a sudden, you're winning Super Bowls, even though you get Fs in basically every category. Mm. And Robert Kraft, I got to tell you, Sam Kennedy was the happiest guy on the planet that that NFLPA report came out yesterday, <laughs> because the Red Sox didn't look too bad yeah. in comparison. All right, I'm guessing that will be your lead. Yes, okay, yeah, all right, we. well, we'll get to leads coming up in just a little bit, and we will, uh, you want to squeeze, they set it in at 720 or thereabouts, Shime, does that make sense, I would assume? Sure, morning? Greg, we can do okay. that. Um, and during they said it, we could discuss the quarterback that Bill Belichick apparently would have taken mm. with that third pick if he had mm. it. So we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that during they said it coming up at set. At well, the Patriots have the third pick. So. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Bill does not. Well, they, hopefully they the have apple it. don't fall far from. Well, the no, they're they're now based on what they've been saying, they're going to have to do the exact opposite. Yeah, changing they're gonna, philosophy. They're going to have to do. They cannot do what Bill would have done. Uh-huh. I mean, that would be an absolute nightmare if they did what Bill Bel- what the great Bill Belichick would have done. All right. Um, lots to get to from JetBlue Park with the Boston Red Sox spring training. That includes Courtney and what is trending this first hour. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Cars for Kids. The Sox fell to the Nationals yesterday, 4-3. to three. Josh Winkowski got the start. He went two innings where he didn't give up a single run. He did strike out one. Another one for the Sox today. They have the Tigers right here at JetBlue Park at 105. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney will be on the call on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. You can listen to them on EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. 
The Bruins have Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights in town tonight. Puck drop is at 7. And as we get closer to the March 8th NHL trade deadline, Jake DeBrusque has confirmed there's been no movement in extension talks between he and the Bruins. Mm. Here's a little bit more of what he had to say as we get closer to the date. Do you worry about that at all? Uh, that I have no trade in... Well, just the trade deadline approaching. Oh. Um, you know, pending free agency, all that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, of course I do. I mean, I understand. I feel like I've uh, been around here long enough to, to know... Um, you know how the league works in that sense of things and obviously there's uh, different things guys getting injured around the league and different stuff that kind of happens that is out of uh, you know normal control so um, you know it'll be interesting to see what teams are aggressive what teams aren't um, but of course you always have that in the back of your mind I mean there was obviously two years ago it was a little more intense uh, and that side of things but I think ever since I've been here I've been worried Ever since I've been here, I've been worried. I mean, wow. he's made it clear that he wants to stay in Boston. He said that he feels like he knows what it means to wear the B. Uh, you know, he didn't apparently feel that way a few years ago when right. he wanted out of here. But right. That's Cap, though. I don't believe that. Well, I don't believe that he wants to be here. Really? Yeah, because just by saying ever since he's kind of been here, he's always thinking, like, when are they going to move me? Why would you want to be someplace where they don't really, where you feel like they might not want you? Well, he didn't want to be here two years ago because of Bruce Cassidy. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's why he didn't want to be here. No, but. no, I get that. But even now, Bruce Cassidy's gone and he's still dealing with some of the same issues as far as them say, at least saying to him, like, yeah, we want to make a long term commitment to you. Well, I, their deal, their, their issue, they have the issue. Because he has, I don't think he's lived up to the expectation for him as a player. Oh, and I and I agree with you. I agree with you. He's just kind of like I feel like he's feels like he's walking in like purgatory. He doesn't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, he's not really getting any commitment. He knows he probably hasn't lived up to the expectation. So, I think he might be a guy that might need a change of scenery. All right, well, that was brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS today or donate online at carsforkids.com. Remember, that's cars with a K. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, already 64 here in Fort Myers. We're going up to 84 today. Gorgeous. Back home. Sorry, everybody. It feels like 13 outside. Afternoon no. high in Boston will be a windy 40. 13 oh. after they were at 60? It's According so windy. Modeling. It's awful. Really? Oh, Shime, my God. I was, it was, the wind was going right through me this morning. You better be, Shime, in, uh, oh. in, your, in your new condition, you could just blow away like a leaf. You better be careful. You're so skinny. Yeah, I was making sure <laughs> to grab onto anything I could find to anchor me down. <laughs> yeah, you should throw, throw some five-pound weights in your pocket or something. Ooh, that's a good some, call. You need some ballast to hold you down, Chime, when the wind some starts Some sandbags, maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they used to call you when you were playing volleyball in high school? Oh, sandbags? No. Old, oh, old sandbags? No. no. All right. No. No, Greg. All right. Uh, we will get to today's leads. Erroneous. <laughs> from, from JetBlue Park coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. At JetBlue Park, the spring home of the Boston Red Sox, day number two, spring training on the Greg Hill Show. Everything okay back there, Shine? I, I, I was I wasn't hearing audio for a while. Was everything all right? Yeah, preview button was stuck. Oh, uh, I was uh, okay. It was, uh, all right, a mess. I mean, used to be the issue when it came to buttons getting stuck was food. Not anymore with you. No, so not I, so obviously some sort of a technological issue going on back. Yeah, there. I th- I think it's fixed. So we're good. I would feel. I feel like the fingers, uh, certainly when it comes to pushing buttons, are so much thinner than they used to be. It should be very easy for you. They are starting to get thinner. It's nice. It's yeah. a lot less fat fingering, which is good. Oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> speaking, of push, speaking of pushing buttons, one of my favorite things of this trip uh, has been when Wiggy just totally pushes the buttons of Courtney. Yeah. In the yeah. most like indirect way. Yeah. We're uh, driving home after an awesome dinner and. Courtney is talking about a couple Netflix shows that she's liked or whatever. And then there's this two-second pause, and Wiggy just goes, Netflix is trash. Yes, <laughs> well, I, it yeah. is, though. I mean, it, Netflix it, it's is not. trash. It is. They're like, they're like um, maybe the documentaries are good, but I'm talking about like their like shows that they have, like their series shows. The quality's gone down a little bit. Yeah, it used, to, used to be that you could rely on Netflix every single day, and you can't anymore. It's a, a lot of, uh, and and it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stuff that is uh, foreign dubbed, and I can't stand right. foreign. I I cannot stand foreign dubbed things because the mouth never uh, equals the, right. the the voice. I can't do that either. I, but you're going to change your tune as soon as the next season of uh, Outer Banks comes out. Well, 100. percent Yeah. So, so their yeah, best yeah, show yeah. was Top yes. Boy. Now that Top Boy's over, yeah, okay. I don't go to Netflix. All right. All right. And I have to um, say, Florida <laughs> Curtis. A different Curtis. What do you mean? He is, the other day, or yesterday, I went on a hot girl walk, walked by Curtis, and I he has his sunglasses on, so I'm waving at him, thinking he's mm. looking right at me. He has the biggest smile on his face, oh. just alone, walking around oh. in the oh. sunshine, not a care in the world. He didn't see me. He didn't wave back at me. Oh, he didn't? But no. we walked right by each other. I was like, oh. oh. I didn't even, I, I, I went on a walk. I didn't even realize it was like two and a half hours. There you go. I got to Miramar Lakes. I saw the the old Dino pad. Yeah. Walked around. It was so perfect. Wiggy and I, while you guys were, you know, still getting ready, pr- pripping your hair, whatever the hell the word is, but we were out in the lobby at like 6.15 mm-hmm. outside the lobby. It is just so perfect. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's nice down here. We it really is. We finished the show, and I'm like, oh, I might go take a nap or whatever. I didn't want to be in my room for two seconds. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. gorgeous. You could get used to it. I, I think it would get. I mean, I w- I certainly would miss Massachusetts. I I like you yeah. know, I like that. I know you wouldn't, but I I I I do like. I mean, I like fall. I like I I like some snow around yeah, winter winter snow. time. I don't know if I could get used to it down here. All the, the weather time. is beautiful. It is the weather. It, it's just I would love this weather kind of in mass because. Curtis said this kind of jokingly when you when we came here. It is like just one one giant strip mall. Well, that's There's not. Like it's nothing not the entire, to, nothing like to do. It's, you, it is nothing to do I, if you're like 
There's really not nothing to do that. We don't. We 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 don't have time for this now. All these these things. These things come up, and they they. It's just you. uh, You have it. This is your one and only time in Florida, right? And you've judged the entire thing. First impressions. I know, but but you've been here for. 48 hours. But like, everywhere, not, not we, even. everywhere we go, it's like, you know, giant strip malls. They have a lot of malls. Yeah, yeah they have a lot of stores down here. They have woo. a lot of, yes, it is, but there's other things. I don't know how many Rosses I'm going to see down there's, here. There's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things. Other things. All right. Uh, we will be out tonight. So if you are down here and you're listening on the Odyssey app, thank you for that, first and foremost. Secondly, we will be at Ore and Iron, which is in Naples and... I think it's Founders Square. We'll be there from 5 until 7 tonight, and we would love to see you. Alex Coral will join us here at JetBlue Park in 15 minutes at 645. But right now, this. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for The Lead. Gainesville, Florida's Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks, if I'm correct, and stop dragging my heart around. Well right? done, Gregory. Okay, all right. Leads this morning brought to you by Northeast Electrical, New England's full-service electrical distributor. They provide electrical products and services for electrical pros all across the region. There are 40 locations serving the trade at needco.com, Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And, Shime, good morning. Hello, your lead this morning. Yes, good morning, Greg. Uh, so, Courtney played that Jake DeBrusque audio during trending, uh, talking about always being uh, on his toes, more or less, at the trade deadline. And uh, I don't think he needs to be this year because I just I don't think the Bruins need to be uh, out of control with their um, trades. You know, Don Sweeney has been aggressive at the deadline in the past. I don't think this is the year to do that. I just don't think that this team is good enough to do that. I know mm. their record may indicate otherwise. Um, I, I believe that next year is the year that this team really needs to, once again, sell out, sell the house to make a, okay. a push for the Stanley Cup. Because next year you're going to have a lot more cap space. You're going to be a lot more flexible. You're going to have a better ability to make moves. Like this year you don't have a first-round pick to move. So the only thing you can really do is move players because you don't have any money either. So... You put yourself in a precarious position where you have to give up players in order to get players, and the trade-off there isn't going to make you good enough to win a Stanley Cup at this point the way they've been playing. So I am of the uh, stand-pat variety at this trade deadline. So, like, Sam, you're looking at this in the absence of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci as a rebuild year and load it up and you're ready to go next year. Yeah, I kind of you guys kind of accosted me for saying that before the season even started. I told you that it was going to be kind mm-hmm. of a reset year. It was a yeah. hey, we got we're tight against the cap. Let's sign Lucic and Van Riemsdyk to these, you know, minimum contracts and Morgan Geeky and then next year we'll make a big splash because there's some big name free agents out there. All right, Chime, thank you very much. Curtis, good morning. All right, it is time for the Patriots report card. Yesterday it was unveiled 1,706 NFL NFL players were part of a poll about their teams, facilities, coaches, the entire experience, and those results were released. Wiggy, we were discussing this at lunch yesterday. They Mm. didn't do this when you played. No. But I think it's great. 
good way to get some transparency. So the Patriots, their entire GPA, so to speak, was 27th in the NFL. One slot down from where they were last year at 26th. The, this is such an indictment of Robert Kraft. And it, it further enrages me in the manner in which he is conducting or how he conducted the Dynasty docuseries where it's this attempt to make people like you when you could just do the work and people would like you. And the, the video board, they spent the money on the video board. They cannot create a family room for oh, players' oh, families right. and, uh, and wags. And, and, the, and the that is terrible. In the event I, that you missed this, just so you know, the weight room got an F. Last year it got a D. Damn. The, the travel aircraft must be like Jet Blue's flight down here. They got a D. They were a D-plus last year. Jesus. But by far and away, this guy who says, Drew Bledsoe was like a son to me. Matthew Slater's like a son to me. Gerard Mayo's like a son to me. Treatment of families, F minus. Yeah. Damn. Okay, you don't have a family room? And I'm sorry, I know, believe me, Patriots fans are like, oh, cry me a river, whatever. This is the Patriots grades in the context of every other professional athlete that's pampered. Mm-hmm. This is their, it's a, yes. it's, a, it's the same scale mm-hmm. for everybody. It's across the board, Ds and Fs. That they got when it came to their own players yeah. rating them, yeah. Except I, for head coach who I, got a B. I, uh, yeah, I was just going to mention the that's... former head coach got a B minus. Oh, that's good. But, but, but um, it, facilities is it, key it, for me. It, <laughs> a B minus ranked twenty seventh though, so it's like it, I looked at B minus. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Then you look at it comparative to every other uh, coach in the league. You're like, B minus gets you at twenty seven. Like, how is that possible? And and that's those are the headlines. That Bill Belichick, oh, Bill, Bill Belichick lost the locker room, ranked 27th. It's like, look at the rest of the grades they got. Bill right. Belichick is not the, was not the issue, the only issue that, that, that these players were dealing Facilities with. Facilities is key because you spent so much time over there. It's like, you know, it's like where you work, right? If you work in a nice office building with nice amenities, you'll feel, you know, you just feel like more comfortable in your work environment if the facilities are like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the two takeaways for me, one, Tom Brady literally held this entire franchise on his back. I don't know how you can dispute that. The whole building sucked. Everything sucked. They won because of Tom. The only team that was similar to the Patriots when it came to treatment of families the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And you know what? Somehow they keep winning. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. And lastly, Pete Carroll is vindicated for the bologna sandwich comment. <laughs> Everybody lost their mind saying yeah. that Kraft's never going to do that. He doesn't treat his players like that. It's pretty clear that he does. All right, Curtis, thank you very much. Courtney, good morning. Good morning, everybody. My lead is a happy birthday to somebody, oh. and it's Erilda Senhouse, who had her 113th birthday in Needham, Massachusetts yesterday. Oh. She's one of, if the oldest in Massachusetts, mm. and she talked about the key to a long life, and that is she didn't have children. Oh. Didn't have children. So that was the key to her long life. She still goes and gets manicures and pedicures wow. weekly with her nieces, uh-huh. and she loves a casino. Said uh-huh. can't wait for her next trip to a casino. Okay. 113 uh-huh. years bad. old. 113 years young. That's years the way young. you say You're it. Right. But I, that's God bless her. God bless her. 113. Uh-huh. That's wow. Incredible. Would you like to live to 113? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would. I, I, I would too. No, I don't think so. Maybe I, that's why my mother you saw no, me say, I, you're going to be the death of me. No, yes. I, <laughs> it's, uh, basically, uh, nothing works the way it's supposed to work at that age. It's uh, it's not. I just uh, you know you can't. Things aren't 
moving when they're supposed to move. It's like a it's, oh. a, it's, a, it's a disaster. Like I, nobody wants to live to be a hundred. I do, I do. but yeah, God bless you, her because you don't care anymore. You just yeah. get to live your life and do what you want. I, I can't wait to. Eat. I think in September we're going to have that birthday party for the incredible hundred plus year old uh, World War II veteran that we met this year at our lunch with a hero event um and i cannot i mean i you know september is a ways away but uh, i can't wait for that for that event you know the good thing about living to that age is i know you say things don't work and i get it i see what you're saying but the really really good thing is just to like i'm gonna dispute you on that no 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 but but the good thing is to tell the stories yeah to tell the stories. you can't remember the stories when you're 113 you can't remember the stories. you're there and you can still tell the stories to you like her nieces she because she don't have she doesn't remember what happened five minutes ago. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? She remembers something. Nineteen twenty-seven. No, she doesn't. Hey, what was her name again? Erlda Senhouse. What is it? Erlda. 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 H e r l d a. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, Erlda. Huge Sox fan. Of course she is. Of course she is. All right, Wiggy. Uh, Courtney, thank you. Your lead. Wiggy, what's your lead? All right, good morning. So we talk about the success of football teams and why the Patriots were so successful. And there was something that Miko Hodman said that I think is taking a page out of the Patriots books that the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. And this could lead to them potentially having the same type of you know, dynasty success over multiple, multiple years like we saw New England have. And here's McCole Hodman talking about his time in Kansas City versus the Jets. Because you step in KC locker room, it's Pat, it's me, it's Trav, it's it's Nick Allegretti, it's Noah Drake. We all on the same level. Nobody's treated differently. If, If Coach say... If Coach Reed said we don't wear yellow cleats in practice, if Pat go out there and wear yellow cleats, Pat go back and sign and change his cleats. Mm-hmm. Everybody treated the same. So it was like when we was out there, there was no really structure was going on. Okay. So he talked about his time in New York, how it was, there was really not a lot of structure. And I think when you look at what made Bill such a great coach and what made him successful is that and you look at you see in the dynasty, it was Everybody was kind of, for the most part, treated to the same. Everybody was treated equally. To the same level. However, if you watch Dynasty, (laughs) it appears to me that the message now is he should not have been treating everybody the same. He should have been treating Tom Brady differently. But you just hear what makes success teams, Uh and, and I've been around it, and it is when, hey, go in there and change those cleats, Pat, because I told everybody we're not wearing yellow cleats, uh-huh. and you now, because he's going to do it to me, and I'm not on Patrick Mahomes' level, but I'm going to feel a certain type of way because the biggest thing that we always say in the NFL is I'm a grown-ass man. You're going to treat me different than the next dude. Right. So I think that's one thing that you could see that Andy Reid is taking a page out of, in my opinion, Bill's book. Okay, Wiggy, thank you very much. Uh, Jackson-like lead for me this morning, Ooh. if it's okay. Ooh. Okay. A+. Uh, because I learned yesterday – during one of our lengthy discussions with uh, my guy, Coach Wiggins, uh, a life hack that I had I had never experienced before. Um, and uh, yesterday, as is often the case, Courtney was sharing with us one of her 97 different anxieties uh, anxieties that she suffers from uh, during, during everyday life. Um, I know where you're going. Um, and so, uh, Wiggy... Uh, was able to share with all of us a life hack, and that is how, when you are in any kind of a situation, you can identify 
uh, the individual who could be a dangerous person to you, a criminal. It's if, a threat, if, threat assessment. Uh, uh, if you yes. will, yes. If you're in any, any area and you want to do a threat assessment on somebody, whether they're a bad person or not, all you need to do is look at one thing and one thing only. And what is that, Wiggy? That is their shoes. Their shoes. <laughs> yes. And why? And why? And why is that? Because if their sneakers or shoes that they're wearing, they look raggedy. They don't look clean. They don't look like they take care of them. Then you got to be careful. That about person them. is a criminal. Uh, he might they're... have some, or she might have some nefarious things <laughs> that they're trying to do. Okay, and you can tell that from the shoes. You can tell that, but from the. Okay. Anytime I, I go in a gas station uh-huh. at, at nighttime or in a shady area. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the shoes. If the shoes look raggedy, okay. or if I'm in a club and the yeah. shoes look raggedy, yeah. I got to be aware of that person. I see. So if the shoes don't fit, then you will not acquit. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that person is guilty as charged by you right off the bat. Oh, yeah. If the okay. shoes is dirty, okay. you better be. Dirty the- shoes, run, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. it's like when it comes to your fight, what, what's the fight or flight? Yes. yes. I, I, so if you see anybody, uh, I mean, look right now around at your coworkers. If their yeah. shoes are dirty, uh, I would be very careful. I would pay close attention to what they're doing at all times based on Wiggy's theory. And not right. to, you know, not to just support Wiggy blindly here, but what happens when you go to the TSA, TSA line and you're flying? They they check your shoe they uh, take your shoes off and they, right. yeah, they, they great take point. your shoes off. Yeah. I mean, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they've been ahead of the yeah. curve. Oh yeah. All right. Well, those are today's leads and coming up next, we'll be joined here at JetBlue Park by Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox Spring Training on WEEI brought to you by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com by the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients, and by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh and with us this morning bright and early it is alex cora the manager of the boston red sox how are you i'm great i'm great Not, thanks for coming earlier or are you normally here what time do you get here in the morning well uh we're into this cardio program that we have you know so there's certain days we get here 4 30 in the morning to oh. uh, to run and yeah. others at five to do the peloton like, uh. we're, we're in this healthy trend you yeah know, like, oh that's a good thing <laughs> yeah, i think yeah, maybe yeah. Wiggy, maybe wiggy and i would like to join you for the, <laughs> for the cardio portion yeah. later on yeah, yeah uh, I mean, so, uh, so get here early um you know take care of of you know ourselves and then get ready for the kids all right well listen uh help us out there's uh there's been you know this this probably won't shock you uh some uh, questions about this baseball team this year how are you feeling at this point so far into into spring training i do believe we're more athletic than than in the past uh the defense has been showing up early on uh i think willie Abreu is a great right fielder sedan rafaela we don't know what we're going to do with him but uh I, I do believe defensively He's a game changer. Offensively, he still has some strides, you know, to 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 take to be a better offensive player. And Tyler O'Neill in left field uh, is 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 different, you know. He's a Gold Glove winner, and he moves in the outfield. And and one of the things that we didn't do a good job, you know, last year was playing defense. You know, uh, we were horrible. Not only uh, not catching the ball, but making bad decisions. You know, a lot of Balls off the wall with men at first. We threw to third, and the batter runner got to second. It's second and third, no outs, and a bloop single is two runs. So we've been working on um, decision-making. Um, obviously, the shortstop makes a huge difference, Trevor Story. He, he's healthy. He's moving. He, he was great last year for 60 games. 
think he he was at eight defensive run saves and in, in, in sixty games. So that's amazing. And uh, we do believe that Von Grissom at second base is going to be a game changer. You know, uh, it's his first, hopefully his first full uh, season playing that position. But he's a good athlete, um, very Sander-esque as far as like the body. You know, now he needs to get stronger, but uh, he moves well. And if we can play defense, I think we're going to be okay. We don't have too many guys on our rotation that have swing and miss stuff. They're going to put the ball in play. So you make plays and you're going to be in a better spot. We talked, this won't surprise you, we talked a lot about this team last year when it came to the defense. And it, does that end up being in your mind when you're not executing on the players or is that on you as a manager? I'll take it personal. You know, I, I made a living in the big leagues playing good defense, uh, moving guys over and making good decisions. And, you know, for years here, uh, we have struggled in that aspect. And, uh, you know, in 18, we were elite, but that was, you know, different, right? I mean, let's be honest. It was the greatest team in the history of the Red Sox. But uh, in 21, we made it to the playoffs, but we, we had a lot of moving parts. Uh, at one point, we had Kyle Schwarber playing first base, and, <laughs> you know, the defense was the defense, right? But yeah. uh, we changed a few things uh, structure-wise, the way we go about it in spring training. A lot of the work we're doing uh, is here at, at JetBlue Park in the big stadium. We haven't done that in the past, but – one of the things, like, well, we play 81 games at Fenway Park. This is the closest thing to Fenway. So let's do a lot of stuff here so they get used to it. You have to dominate at home in any yeah. sport, right? You you play 650 at home, and then you play 500 on the road, and that means you're going to be dancing in October. So um, I take it personally because I, I, I believe in fundamentals. I believe in defense. And uh, there was some rough night last, uh, last year. It, it was <laughs> tough for me, but uh, – Turned the page, got better. Uh, I do believe the shortstop, like I said before, he's Trevor is going to change the whole complex of the defense, and we should be better. You mentioned Schwarbs. Um, is there anybody on this team? He was such. He, he was the perfect guy in my mind to play in Boston, the way Boston is. Is there anybody on this team now that's that you would say is similar to him? Tyler O'Neill. I believe I believe Tyler O'Neill is going to be that guy. They, yeah. they, they're going to love him. You know. Uh, All right. Indian. Where's he from? We need to know. What, Canada. He's okay, Canadian. So Ty- yeah, yeah. Canadian. So we'll call him Tyler from Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So T.O. Right. Strong kid too. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, I think we got probably the strongest uh, outfields outfielders in the big leagues. You know, between Duran and Tyler, man. Yeah. They they go to, into that weight room and they, they crush it. Alex, I feel like something we all love about you is that you are a player's manager. It seems like the guys go out there and play hard for you, and you have a good relationship with all of them. So this off season, when you look at a guy like Rafi Devers, who's being outspoken about the lack of movement movement or, or additions for this team. How do you handle that inside the clubhouse? Do you have those open conversations with them? Do you agree with what he's saying? Well, we've been asking this kid to be outspoken for years, right? Yeah. The last two or three years to become the leader of the team. And uh, I, well, you guys, you guys heard part of the interview. You know, I, I heard the whole thing in Spanish. And whenever he said that we have to make adjustments before that, he's like, I'm not saying this is a bad team. Actually, I like where we at, but... And, and, you know, in the translation and all that stuff, there's a few things that we're missing. Uh, and, and Carlos has a tough job because uh, in that in that question, uh, Rafi gave three answers while Carlos was translated. But like I, I told people, I said, I, I'm glad that he did, but now we got to go, go to work. You know, everybody knows how you feel. One of the things, like, it, it's funny because it's like everybody knows what we need. 
he, he didn't say we need to play better defense or we need a better offensive player or more pitching. He said everybody knows. Everybody so, knows it. But, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, you might think we need a starting pitcher. You might think it's a reliever. You might think it's another hitter. So he just left it at that. But at the same time, understanding that he needs to be better, right? Like he needs to be better offensively. He needs to be better defensively. And he understands that. I tip my hat to it because this is the first time he's sitting on that bench for 25 minutes. I was waiting. I was like, oh, there's going to be five minutes, and, you know, I'll, I'll talk to the media. And this, the contract starts now, you know. So he, you know, he hates it, but he's actually the face of the franchise. That, that's, that's what it is. It comes with territory. And for him to stand up and talk and understand that, and we had conversations about it, and, you know, he's not bashing on his teammates. He just wants to be better. He wants to win. Right. You know, he got here in 17. They made it to the playoffs, and then in 18, we won the World Series. We had a taste in 21, but it's been a disappointing, right? 20, 22, 23, finishing last, and he hates that. So, so AC, this is a very interesting to me because you bring up decision-making, right? And I come from the world of football where a lot of the decision-making is about film study and understanding the situation. How much of that goes into play when you're talking about guys making the right decisions How much of the film study and understanding the situation goes into play so these guys are not making these bad decisions? Like you say, when you look like the bad news bears out there. <laughs> yeah, we, we had some plays like that the last two years, man. The, the whole Little, uh, little League Homer. Oh. I'm tired of that one. Um, you ever think about just going home at that point? Like, 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 no, man, I, got, I got to collect that check the 15th and 30th. Man. I got kids. Yeah. Um, so, so we get, I had a conversation with Bill about this, and this is the only sport that is hard to practice during the season, right? In football, you play once a week, so you got the whole week to coach players, to whatever happens on Sunday, this is what we're doing. You know, in hockey, they got a few days off. In the NBA, the same thing. Here, it's every day, every day, and the off day, we're not going to practice. You know, like we have to, you know, take care of our bodies. Pre-game, Film study, all that stuff comes into play, but it's, it's just a matter of, like, the player needs to start thinking ahead. We can do everything we want here in spring training. Hits balls off the wall with a minute first, and then, okay, you got to go to second, you got to go to second, you got to go to second. And then, like Maury Wills used to say, you know, uh, he, he was amazing, the 20% comes into play in the regular season. The third deck, right, is 40,000 people. It's not 10,000 people, 15,000 people. The lights are bright. The TV comes into play. Anxiety comes into play. And that's where the player gets nervous and makes the wrong decision. We have to do a better job as coaches. We know that. We got to keep pounding and pounding and pounding. But at the end, it's what happens on the field, you know. And uh, you got to know the runners. You got to know the situation. Uh, another guy that he, he taught me a lot about the game, Sandy Alomar Sr., you know, Robert Roberto's dad and Sandy's. He always said that that thing in that, in that green monster, right, yeah. the scoreboard, is not for the fans. The scoreboard is for the player. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need to know about the game is on that scoreboard. <laughs> you're either up one, up two, strikes, outs, innings. So the decision that you're going to make in the next pitch is based on that. And I think a lot of players, they don't do that. And I've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for years. You know, I think the – The, the, the thing about fundamentals and the way we're playing the game, the problem starts in youth baseball. We were talking off the air, you know. I was coaching my kids. They're six, you know, and, and the, the parents and the winning and all that stuff, you know, it comes into play. They don't teach them the right way. You go to college. They don't know how to play the game. It's showcase baseball. Hit the ball hard, run fast, throw fast. 
but you don't play team team baseball. You don't you don't you don't try to win the game. You don't move the guy over. You showcase yourself, and then when they get here, I hate to bring the old school to new school, but the guys now they're better athletes. They're probably better players, but as far as like playing the game, they're a little bit behind. Uh, do you ever get kicked out of little league games? Uh, coach, I coach, I didn't, but uh, uh, while I was in Springfield, yeah. while I was in Springfield, the boys had a game that Saturday, and uh, it's amazing because now they stream the game on Facebook. I can watch my kids. <laughs> and like, wow, this is awesome! So there was a play at third base in the first inning, and the third base coach from our team got thrown out. Oh my god! So one of the kids, my one of the twins, Xander, you know, I got home on. I think it was Monday after uh, winter weekend. He goes, hey, Dad, have you ever been, been thrown out of the game? I'm like, yeah, you know, like, why? And I'm like, well, you remember that game in New York? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Balls and strikes. Balls and strikes. <laughs> yeah, so I got to be careful, man. But uh, it, I had a blast doing it. Alex Cora is with us here at JetBlue Park. You kind of tipped your hat a little bit on the rotation on Saturday. So you're three – Three, like three, three of the guys the way there, I guess, right? In, yeah, well, in, right in, now in I, I, I do believe uh, Lucas, Nick, and uh, Bayo. You know, they they're just getting ready for Seattle. Uh, I, I I I I really think uh, Cutter Crawford is a starter in the big leagues. But at the same time, you know, Tanner is very talented. Uh, Gary is very very talented. Winkowski is talented, and Cooper Criswell he he's really good too. So we got decisions to make uh, as a player. I always believed that, you know, spring training was going to, you know, either I was going to make the team or not make the team. I, ha I needed to have a great spring. Now as a manager, especially the last few years, understanding that eight innings, ten, ten innings, they, it, it doesn't say the whole story, right? We got so much information. We're going to make the right decision. I, I do believe, and I think everybody agrees with this, the two guys that are going to the bullpen, you know, we're going to have a solid bullpen, you know, just like last year. It's just a matter of uh, the rotation to give us those five innings, six innings every every time they go out. Uh, we were doing the math. If we get at least 25 innings each rotation turn, we're gonna be in a good spot, you know. And and this is this is funny. I, I was with my brother who who's with the Tigers. We we had dinner yesterday and we were talking about 2005 Chicago White Sox. He was a third base coach. And we look at the the innings of that rotation. It, it seems like the rotation pitch every inning in the in the in the postseason. But we're that was in 2005. That was a while ago. Yeah. Now we ex we want these guys to at least go five. If they can go six, that's great. And if we can accomplish that, just like in 21, in 21, Nate, uh, Nick, Eduardo, Gary Richards, and Martin Perez, they gave us a chance every time they went out. And uh, if if we can do that, we're gonna be in a good spot. How is your relationship with Craig Breslow? It's good. It's good. Um, be was it, it better than that with Heim Bloom? Well, I had a good relationship with Heim. You, you know, did. Obviously. You speculated about that all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, with, with him, you know, we obviously like every relationship. You know, you're gonna have disagreements, but uh, I, I think throughout the year, obviously, you you don't agree with everything, but at the end of the day. You got to deal with the 26 guys that you dealt with, you know, yeah. and you have to do your job. And uh, it's, it's, it's ironic because the day before uh, the organization let him go, we had a two, two and a half hour conversation about September, about the off season, what we're going to do in spring training. And then that happened, you know, and uh, now he's with the Cardinals, you know, I wish him nothing but the best bright man, you know, and I think this experience in Boston made him a better baseball man. And I think he's going to be successful in his next turn with Craig. 
I played with him a little bit in uh, 07. He was part of uh, our team. Very, very bright individual, very smart. Uh, the pitching thing is real, you know, uh, and that's what I'm excited about the whole thing. I do believe that the pitching structure, the pitching philosophy is so much different than in the past, and we're going to take a step forward. And uh, some of these guys, they're very excited about, you know, attention to details, grips, uh, you know, this whole, you know, like all the information that we get in, in the bullpens is great, and uh, it starts from on top. He did it with the Cubs, and uh, hopefully he can do it here with the Boston Red Sox. On that topic, I should get Sean McDonough out of hot water because he talks about it all the time on the show, and I should take the blame. He said you were driving your daughter to school or something, and we played some audio from him, and, and he was upset the way we presented that. So that's, <laughs> Alex, that's on me. That is not on Sean McDonough, okay? Okay. I, 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 I want to I get him out of hot water. You know what, uh, Sean? Uh, our relationship started in 1996 in Omaha. Uh, you know, he he was the CBS, fin- you know, the, the the final game, Saturday game, CBS. And uh, I was playing for Miami. That was the game. Warren Morris hit the walk-off. I was crying at short stuff, whatever. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I don't take it personal. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I know how it works here. I just want to take the blame. It. I want to take the Go blame. Go ahead. You know? yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned 2007 with seeing Breslow briefly here. So you have the most unique and well-positioned uh, vantage point of the Red Sox evolution. So you're 07, you're here, you start the season before Pedroia is ready to go, that team wins the World Series, you're a glue guy who was hitting 400 before Pedroia came in. <laughs> and, and then you're here in 18 and you lead the Red Sox to the best season they've ever had as a manager. And now you're here entering a walk year and the organization has told everybody they haven't changed, but they've changed. And I'm just curious how you've sort of seen where the Red Sox are and how confident you are in the end point of the direction they've now decided to go. I do believe in player development. We were close to what it was, you know, uh, especially position player-wise. I think that's something that throughout the years, uh, you know, we haven't missed, right? Uh, The the kids are good. They're really good. You know, uh, today we're going to have Roman Anthony playing center field for us, and when you see him, you're like, he plays the part. Uh, Teal, the catcher, he's really solid. Marcelo, he's solid. We need him to play. You know, we we do need him to play. So as far as that, we're in a good spot. The whole thing that I I do believe that this organization is going to take a step forward, I go back to the answer uh, five minutes ago, two minutes ago, the pitching thing is different. It's a lot different than last year. It's a lot different than five years ago. It's a lot different than 2007. And uh, it's, it's, it's... it's refreshing to see because when you go to uh, other other complexes here, when you're playing, you know, like yesterday, uh, <clears throat> you're on the other side over there and you got the, the Nationals, all those kids are throwing 97, 98, <laughs> and then you have your kids throwing 92, 93, you feel like you're behind. But that's not the case. Yesterday we had a lefty throwing 97, a righty throwing 100. So we're catching up with that part of the game. I do believe expectations as a whole, that's, and that's something I've been talking about it since I got here. I get the whole future thing, but you know what? It's now. You know, like you, you, you can't, you, you don't know what's going to happen next year. You don't know what's going to happen in three years, right? We lived it in, you know, I lived it, I lived it personally in, in 19, right? I made my mistake, and all of a sudden he goes out, and then I get suspended. And at, at that point, I was like, I'm done. I'm not coming back. So, you know, I, is, is, is that, that part. Then the pandemic happens, right? And you never know what's going to happen. So, 
I do believe as an organization, and and they know it, and because I talked to them um, all the, the in the in the no in, in, in the in the meeting this year, let's get back to who we are. You know, like I mean, the best version of the Red Sox is really good. I, I get it. You know, we finished last the last two years, but there's four rings to show for the last 20, right? And that that matters. Sometimes you get caught up in trying to be that team or that team or imitating this and that. You know, whatever. Uh, uh, and you forget who you are. So let's get back to that. And also, let's talk about now. You know, like I mean, look at Arizona last year. Look at the well, the Rangers. They they had a good team. They had a good team. But Arizona, you know, they made it to the playoffs. How they Wiki did. brings that up all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, not in baseball. It's not necessarily the best roster that that ends up winning it. At the end of the day, it's one sixty-two. You get a chance to to redeem yourself, right? And uh, I'm I'm very positive about it, and not in the rah rah thing. Let's go, right? Let's rally the troops. Fenway Park. Let's get loud. It's the product that we we show on in a, on a daily basis is more athletic. You know, we're paying attention to details and where the game is going. You know, you got to run. You got to run fast. You got to play good defense. You got to throw hard. And I think we we're, we're in that spot now. How are the pants fitting? Everything okay with the uniform? Or, Actually, or? they're they're bigger, man. Like, okay, yeah, right. yeah, I'm uh, good. Been, I'm in a good been spot. A lot, of, a lot of complaints this year from the. You know what? Like, I don't know if if we're using the old pants or whatever, but there's not to. <laughs> or or our, our kids are so like they're just happy to be in the big leagues. Who cares? Yeah. You know, like, let's play in speedos. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's well, how they feel yeah. about it. It's baseball, guys. Yes. They find something to complain about. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it harder to? Co- we talked about this a lot with Bill. Is it harder to coach this generation of of players? Um, it was hard. To, it was hard in the past, man. Like the '07 team, for how great we were, I know for Tito was hard. You know, to deal with David and Manny. Woof, Manny. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hard. But uh, I, I, I do believe, and this is something that is happening in the game. Um, not too many guys are going to play ten years. You know, like you see clubhouses and. The veteran thing is is you don't see too many of them right now within our roster. I think we got five or six guys that have six year or more in the big leagues. It's Kenley, Trevor, Rafi's a veteran. He only has six years in the big league. So where where we going as a game? You know, uh, it's not that they're pushing the veterans out, but they're giving young guys uh, a chance right away to to go out there and perform. And um, you know, it's a shame because I think there's value in in veteran guys. You know. Not only on the field, but off the field, how to deal with the media, how to dress, you know, take care of your family, you know. Um, but um, this is where we are, and we have to deal with it. Well, Alex Cora, good luck. Thank you. The hopes of an entire region is on your shoulders. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Are Let's you gonna be? Are you going to be back? You want to be back? Uh, we love it here. We love it here. Um, obviously, you know, we understand it's a business. And uh, the last two years have been a disappointment, you know. And uh, But uh, our family... The kids loved it. Camila, she loves it up there. Angelica was very loud and clear, and I was like, man, you're really good at this, you know, talking to the media. The man upstairs has a plan, you know, yeah. and wherever we are next year, we're going to take advantage of it, uh, that we love Boston. We do, but yeah. we understand where we're at, and uh, we're going to have a blast this year. All right. Well, you win, and it's not, it's not a question. 
that's, that's all it is. Hey, all right. let's have a great uh, Halloween and, and, and the parade. <laughs> all right. All right. We would love and it. if somebody hits me with a beer, I don't care. You don't care. care. <laughs> you don't, you're not Hit me with all of them. <laughs> all right, Alex Gora, thank you. Thank we appreciate you. it. Thank all right, there he is. We are at JetBlue Park, and that is Alex Gora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, and we will have the opportunity to get your feedback on uh, Alex, what he said. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in there, yeah. I think. Some nuggets, yeah. maybe, if yeah. you will. Uh, there's um, a giant nugget in that. There was a giant nugget that in that? I got. All right. Oh, um, hungry. Uh, should we take a break, Shime? Should we get to trending now, or what do you want to do? Take a break now? Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be right back from JetBlue Park. Day two, spring training here at WEI. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.